1: It's the 30-something movie podcast. I am your host, John Reed. I am joined, as always, by my faithful companions, the other two members of the Three Musketeers, Bo Warmbold, Pat Canigallo. Gentlemen, how you doing?
3: Great, John. How are you doing? Bo? Oh, good to see you. How are you
2: doing? Good to see you too. Very well, very well here, John. How are you faring on this lovely afternoon, Another, evening, whatever a, it is,
1: whatever it, is, whenever anybody's listening. Whenever, hey, Val Kilmer, Stephen Colbert, whoever is listening, <laughs> you're mowing your lawn. It's it's bright, it's beautiful. Could be midnight. Who knows? Hey, you know what? I bet Val Kilmer probably does mow his lawn at midnight. I would. I, yeah. I'm just, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw that out there. Because yeah, celebrities, I, celebrities do what they do. Mm-hmm. If they're mowing their own lawn, they can do it whenever they want to. Oh
2: yeah, yeah that's, that's a pretty good point. Yeah.
1: That's his prerogative.
2: Hmm.
1: Hmm. Um, I'm doing great. I we get to talk some movies here, so I'm oh, always yes. I'm always good when we're talking movies. Um, oh yes. So our movie this time around is the Last Boy Scout. We're going to get into that one here <laughs> in just a little bit, um, but uh, we do our opening spiel here real quick we do spoil the movies we talk about we spoil freely so just be aware of that as we're heading off on this adventure this time around uh, the 30 something movie podcast is part of the scene Steelers podcast network. Um, this episode is sponsored by scene Steelers international convention agent. They have a top class roster of movie and TV stars ready to be booked now for your comic con or event. Um, a lot of comic cons and events starting back up probably within the next few months or so. So if you are looking for some folks, there are some great, uh, some great talent on there. A lot of folks from eighties and nineties movies, uh, a lot of fun stuff on there. So head over to scene uh, and check out their listing over there and then visit our website, 30 Podcast. That's three zero podcast.com where you can rate our show, leave a voicemail, become a co-executive producer via Patreon. And, uh, guys, I'm going to debut the idea here and then we can, we can see, uh, you got to give the people what they want so we can see how the people feel about this and, and they can let us know. Bo yeah. had a great idea for adding some benefits to the, uh, the Patreon thing here. And, and so I think we just kind of need to gauge the people's response, you know, the, the, the people's elbow, if you will, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and find mm-hmm. out, uh, you know, find out how they feel about it. Um, Bo's awesome idea for Patreon was to add a tier where if you donate at that tier, you get to pick a movie that you think Pat will hate and he has to watch it <laughs> and discuss it and discuss it. <laughs> there we go. Mm-hmm.
3: Weaponized you. We, we are weaponizing uh, movie recommendations. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seems that way, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, uh, I'm excited. The, the other option, the other option was um, the, uh, the uh, big Lebowski uh, gif That uh, Mm -hmm. where they're polishing the bowling ball nonstop (laughs) because of how it's animated. Um, Bo has a particular affinity for that one. So we thought, uh, you know, you could you could donate. And for every every dollar is a minute that Bo has to continuously watch this gif. Um, and I, I think we probably, I think we probably just record you doing it. just, you know, for, yeah,
2: we'd have to, right. I mean, yeah. that yeah. would be the whole
1: point for posterity what? or posterior or whatever the word is, um, <laughs> whatever the case may be, whichever the case may be. But, uh, I, we were figuring, you know, we could do some of these things and, and donate the money to charity and, um, you know, we could make Dennis watch Howard the duck in 4k mm-hmm. uh, now that we know it's coming out
3: for every dollar you donate, Dennis
1: has to watch Howard
3: the duck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I think to realistically for every dollar you donate, Dennis has to watch a minute of Howard the duck. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then Dennis starts up his own campaign for every dollar he donates. He doesn't have to watch that minute.
3: Yeah, that's right. So there you go. There you go. A little, little back
1: and forth oh, there. And I think man. your idea was to make me watch the room. Yeah. You, you'd have to watch the room. Great. Do I have to have the sound turned on? <laughs> yeah. You got to have the sound. I feel like, on. I feel like it's a much better movie if I turn off the sound and just put on the captioning. Yeah.
3: Oh, hey, Mark. Oh, hey, Mark. <laughs> nice doggy.
1: Oh, you're our favorite
3: customer. <laughs> my favorite customer. I didn't
1: recognize you in those sunglasses. <laughs> oh, you're boy. You're tearing me apart, Lisa. See, I have somebody oh. that works in my tech department whose name is Lisa. Yeah. And normally, like, I, I, normally, she like, should not cause any problems, but there are times when we've been working on stuff together <laughs> and it's just been driving us crazy. <laughs> And yeah. you know, on occasion, <laughs> this is tearing me apart, Lisa. But she—I don't think she <laughs> she get the joke. She hasn't watched the room.
3: Yeah, I it would think that that's for required, the best. But it would, I, I would
1: say that's your requirement for your tech department. But it would be funny for me. Yeah. And isn't yes. that truly all that matters? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, as long as well, I think it's funny.
3: Sort of like that book that made its rounds a couple of years back called "Who Moved the Cheese." Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, the room is like your 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 movie that everyone needs to watch that's some so you're-
1: that's some nasty moldy cheese though yeah. yeah
3: yeah oh man
1: i might rather watch human centipede or something like that human centipede oh my goodness I mean, i'm not gonna oh. say <laughs> god <laughs> oh. I'm, not, I'm not gonna say things i can't take back but you know? Yeah,
2: I was gonna say, you have the power of the edit. You might mm-hmm. wanna,
1: mm-hmm. you
2: might wanna mm-hmm. consider you might, that
1: one. Yeah, you mm-hmm. might wanna
2: not give anyone any ideas. I think <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Don't don't yeah.
1: donate to Patreon and make me watch that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. I did start to watch. um I was just I was putting something on the other day while I was having my lunch, and I found on God, uh, hopefully not that. No, uh, no. Yeah, that's, I, I enjoy sitting in my car, eating my lunch while watching movies like that. Um, no, it was Trevenge. It's much better. Um, no, it wasn't that one either. It was um, it was Shakes the Clown. Have you guys ever seen Shakes the Clown? Shakes or no? I can't decide whether it's bad or not yet. Oh. I, I wanted to give it a try because the main character and i think the director and the writer is bobcat goldthwaite oh Oh, good Good. and normally i have a difficult time with him Mm. just because of the voice but he's not doing the voice in this movie okay and he plays a character called shakes the clown who's kind of this you know alcoholic birthday party clown and uh, it's, it's a dark comedy, so it's, it's supposedly going to take a dark turn here at some point. I think I've only watched the first maybe 20 minutes or so. But uh, apparently he gets framed for murder. Okay. And the, there's a bunch of other comedians. like uh, There's a very young Adam Sandler in it. Um, hmm. uh, Kathy Griffin is in it. I guess Robin Williams is the, uh, the head instructor of a mime school. Oh jeez! So there's all kinds of comedians in it. So I'm kind of curious. I'm I'm gonna keep going through it, but I'm I'm not sure it's a good movie. Well, it's, but you it's it. has got you sucked in. It's got you curious. Yeah, I mean a little bit. It's one Maybe of those that I think I'm gonna I'm thinking I'm gonna watch the rest of the way through it and then just get to the end and say, so I saw that. Mm-hmm. Right, and I, <laughs> that's okay. And we, so we we the, can now pass the, the, like ships in the night and. <laughs> so the movie is growing on you you're
3: just not sure whether that's growing on you like a rash or growing on Mm -hmm. you you know
1: right yeah right i can't tell if it's a positive thing yet or if this is more like a uh being assimilated by the borg ah yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we'll, we'll find out we'll find out All right. Well, our movie this time around is The Last Boy Scout. This one came out on the 13th of December, 1991, because Bruce Willis loves a Christmas movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was rated R, runtime of one hour, 45 minutes, directed by Tony Scott, who died in 2012. He also did True Mm -hmm. Romance and The Fan. Producers on this one were Michael Levy and Joel Silver. Levy did Demolition Man. Love that movie. Yeah. I have to watch that one rewatch that one sometime soon and uh, Lara Croft Tomb Raider Joel Silver also produced Die Hard and the Matrix so a couple couple little blockbusters there mm, a couple uh, of little little, little little movies little, little, little ditties mm-hmm. um, writers for this one are Shane Black who did the story and screenplay he also did Lethal Weapon and the Monster Squad and uh, don't know if you know this little uh, little uh, trivia info there Wolfman's got nards <laughs> I don't know if you guys knew uh, that or not. man that was a funny movie. I did not know that. Okay, all right. That was a, that was a good movie. I love that one. Uh, which, we did that one, too. Like, it's been a while, but we did that one. Um, and then Greg Hicks also did the story, and this is his only writing credit. Cinematography done by Ward Russell, who also did Days of Thunder and The X-Files, Fight the Future. Uh, music was done by Michael. Is it Michael Common or Cayman? I always I, worry I'm mispronouncing uh, it.
3: Yeah, I... I thought it was Cayman. I've always,
1: I feel like I've always said Cayman, but maybe I haven't. I don't know.
0: Well,
3: let's be consistent, and then if we're consistent, we're consistently wrong, and yeah, we can fine. switch it, or we're consistent. You
1: know, I, I'm happy to sit here in my wrongness and continue to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, he died in 2003. Uh, he also did the music for X Men and Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm. Budget mm-hmm. on this one was 43 million. Box office was 114.5 million. Uh, combined Rotten Tomatoes IMDb Letterbox gives this a 56%. CinemaScore gives it a B+ um bruce willis plays joe hallenbeck he was in the sixth sense and die hard damon wayans plays jimmy Dix. he was in major pain and mo money chelsea field plays sarah hallenbeck she was in masters of the universe and commando noble willingham who died in 2004 played sheldon Marcone. he was in city slickers and good morning vietnam taylor negron who died in 2015 played milo he was in Biodome and Angels in the Outfield. Danielle Harris played Darian Hallenbach. She was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead and Halloween Two. Halle Berry played Corey. She was in Monsters Ball and Gothica. Bruce McGill played Mike Matthews. He was in Animal House and The Insider. Uh, Chelsea Ross played Senator Baynard. He was in Major League and Hoosiers. And Billy Blanks, uh, the creator of Tybo, played Billy Cole. He was in Kiss the Girls and obviously all of his Tybo videos that he made. Mm-hmm. Once a first-rate Secret Service agent, Joe Hallenbeck, played by Bruce Rillis, is now a gruff private investigator whose latest gig is protecting a pole dancer, played by Halle Berry. When she's murdered, he grudgingly teams up with her boyfriend, Jimmy Dix, played by Damon Wayans, an ex-quarterback with a gambling problem, and the two go after her killers. Before long, they stumble onto a plot by a well-known football magnate, Noble Willingham, to bribe federal legislators into legalizing sports gambling.
2: This ain't no game, Flash.
0: Joe Hellenbeck's a private detective who's run out of luck.
2: If he touch me again, I can't.
0: Two for two. Told you. Jimmy Dix. I like Brits. Is an ex quarterback who was thrown out of football. Another tragic tale of wasted youth. You're nobody. Shh. Don't tell anyone. They were trying to clean up their acts. You vacuum. I'll dust. When they got dragged into the dirty world of sports corruption. So you're going to bribe some senators to legalize gambling? Yeah.
1: Legalize. Sports gambling. No. Son,
3: we're going to a ball game.
1: Got one shot.
0: What am I gonna do? point did the bad guys and shoot? To get the goods. I'm
2: ah! the bad guys. This once, I would like to hear you scream. Play some rap music. I find these, man.
0: Take your best shot. If they don't kill each other first. That was a bomb? I had a hell of a factory recall. Bruce Willis, Damon Williams, The Last Boy Scout. Danger's my middle name. Lance Cornelius. Tell anybody I kill you.
1: Austin Danger Powers. Danger's is my middle name Middle name <laughs> Uh huh Alright so The last Boy Scout One word Short phrase How does this movie make you feel And is this the first time you've seen it
2: Not the first time I had seen it Um How does it make me feel That's a tough one Um Simple. <laughs> and it's not really a feeling, but it's, it's a simple movie. It, it, it is what it is. Um, it's not really trying to make you feel much. And I think, I guess that's what I'm trying to say
1: with that. How, All right. how does this movie make you feel, Pat? A, a little queasy. A little queasy. Okay.
3: First time I've seen it. Okay. A little yeah, a little queasy. Okay.
1: Um I'm I'm I think I'm going to I think I'm going to go right in between the two of you there. And I'm going to say this movie um this movie left me maybe unimpressed is the word mm-hmm. I want to use um I was and it's the first time I've seen it so for me for this one going a little bit more in depth in what I mean by unimpressed is I I was entertained for the most part I mean it's an action movie and Bo like you said it's not a super complicated I mean I think there are points where it tries to be a little bit more complicated in terms mm-hmm. of its storyline and things feel like they start to get a little convoluted with the storyline at some points. Um, because there were times in the movie where I was like, okay, wait, hold on. Did I just miss 10 minutes of storytelling where they told me like why we're at this point now? Or there were a few times where I had to back up a few minutes and be like, I, I felt like I missed something here. Mm-hmm. No, didn't miss anything. Oh, okay. All right. Well, carry on then. Um, so as an action movie entertained, that's fine. It's entertained. You know, it's got the car chases, it's got explosions, it's fights, all good stuff. Um, I think part of me unimpressed because I feel like the more I watch Bruce Willis movies of this era, it's the same character in every movie, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the, and and I love him in the diehard movies. So I, I kind of stick to those, but it's the, yeah, I'm a gruff, you know, I'm a gruff ex cop or I'm a gruff cop who is usually drunk all the time and I have marriage problems and my kids don't really like me. And it's really the same character. Like it just mm-hmm. seems over and over again. And this character, I mean, you could have basically, you could have basically taken this and made this a, I feel like you could have taken this and made this a diehard movie. Like this could have been a diehard <laughs> movie. And I think partly because you have Shane Black as the writer. I mean, it has, this is one of those times where you know how um, Die Hard with a Vengeance was originally supposed to be a Lethal Weapon movie, right? And then they converted it into Die Hard with a Vengeance with Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson. This one, you could kind of tell since Shane Black had written the Lethal Weapon movies. I was like, was this a Lethal Weapon script that they just, you know, they just couldn't get made with? Maybe it got rejected by Mel Gibson and Danny Glover, but yeah, I don't know. So I think some of this, it left me as an action movie, if I could just turn my brain off and just kind of watch it, it was all right. Um, You know, but I just kind of found myself just getting tired of the same Bruce Willis character. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like I like it much better once, once he gets to, you know, after die hard, once he gets to the sixth sense and uh, unbreakable, and some of those other movies, um, the story of us, that romantic comedy one, um, You know, once he's once he kind of gets to that point, then I pick him back up again. But kind of after, kind of after the Die Hard movies, and at this point, I'm just like, anytime he plays a character like this, I'm just like, oh, all right, here we go again. Mm-hmm. So, so that's the that's the reasoning behind my unimpressed. Got it. <laughs> yeah.
2: Pat, why, why does this make why does this make you, you feel guys- queasy? Do you guys like cereal? Do you guys eat cereal? On occasion. Yeah. I, I, I don't as much. I think part of it is we don't have kids, so we don't really stock it. I feel, gotcha. I feel a food analogy coming on. I do enjoy it, though, when we do. It's one of those like, oh, we have cereal. It's like a novelty. So Yeah. yeah.
3: yeah.
1: I, I like me some cereal. I, if, right? you, if you give me the right kind of cereal, I'm kind of like Pee Wee at the beginning of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. 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 I pity the fool to eat my breakfast
3: cereal. see and here's the thing like when i make a bowl of cereal Mm -hmm. i start with one bowl and then i have to progressively get bigger bowls till i get the serving bowl because it's always just like okay what's the first thing and you need your base layer of like fresh fruit right all the berries blackberries raspberries strawberries blueberries dingleberries whatever you put all the berries in there right
1: the the snozberries taste like snozberries.
3: Snozberries. that's right and then then you can find a layer of something. And, you know, I like to try and go with the healthier stuff that, you know, like the Cheerios or, or kicks and all that kind of thing. And uh, your are kind of mainline healthier ones. And then you could put another layer of like uh, dried fruit in there. And then you could find, you know, you find some of the other cereal, like the granola cereals that are out there are really good to put in there, but you gotta be careful. Cause you can't go do a ton of it because you know, and then I'll tell you, like every once in a while, I like kind of like because I mix my cereals, right? When I'm making one bowl, I try all different kinds. Then it's like, hey, I want to, I want a little hit of like sugary, right? I want a little bit of that, so I'll put in like a handful of like, I don't know, golden grams, or I don't know. Sometimes the ones with the marshmallows are good, you know, like uh, uh, Lucky Charms mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever specialty. So here's my I, point: I got this. I big hear they're.
1: I hear they're magically delicious. Magically delicious. Yeah
3: you know, tricks or something. So that's good. Or sometimes I'll eat, a, you know, have a bowl of cereal for dessert. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I want, I'm going to get some sugary cereal. It's going to be my dessert. Not going to go to town on it and all that kind of stuff.
1: I so got to tell you the best, the best cereal for dessert is uh, in, in my humble opinion is, uh, what pe- is it? peanut butter, captain crunch,
3: peanut mm. butter, captain crunch. Yeah. Oh, if you're going to do good. a sugary, it.
1: <laughs> if you're going to do a sugary cereal as your dessert, peanut butter crunch,
3: Peter brought peanut butter crunch. That's outstanding. That's outstanding, man. I, yeah, we'll get the, we'll have the, the box of captain crunch, you know, and, and mm-hmm. it'll be like, uh, but yeah, the captain crunch or any of the stuff with the, like I said, sometimes the marshmallow cereals are fun,
1: mm-hmm. you know, cause that's, yeah. All right. So my not not to interrupt you again, but you, when you mentioned the other captain crunch, that was, I have, vivid memories of this. And sometimes this is how I'll eat it too. If I go get Mm -hmm. captain crunch, my grandfather used to eat captain crunch. They had these big red plastic cups. Yeah. um, Like like, bigger than a pint glass. And uh, that's how he'd eat his cereal. He'd put it in there so then he could just drink the milk when he was done. I don't think he ever used a bowl, at least not that I saw. He'd, He'd put it in the cup. He'd put his milk in. He'd eat his cereal with a longer spoon. And then he was done. He'd drink the milk. He's good to go. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome.
3: And it's, uh, cereal's good. What movie are we talking about again? Okay, so the point of bringing up cereal is that- uh, The, last, the like, last
1: Emperor is the movie we're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
3: the last, you know, I wanna I want to get a bowl of cereal and it's late at night, like we're done with the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna binge through the matrix. Man, yeah. I wanna snack on something. I don't wanna fire the grill up. I don't wanna, you know, it's midnight, whatever. I'll have a bowl of cereal, but I'll make it a big bowl of cereal. And maybe I'll have another bowl of cereal and it just tastes so good. I'm going to have one more, you know, and then I eat and first thing in the morning for breakfast, it's kind of like, okay, cause this is going to fill you up all day, but then you get it at night and then you get to the end of it. And then like a half hour later, you're just like, oh, that was too much cereal. And then you wake up the next morning and like, especially raisin bran, let's say you had a lot of bran. Okay. Then then, you know, your nickname could become the bricklayer the next morning if you catch my drift. And so wh- why am I talking about this? What am I what is this a metaphor for? Suddenly those tastes in your mouth aren't as good. It's like the cereal is kind of coming back up a little bit and it doesn't taste as good as it went coming down. And you see that and it's like, mm, I just can't even look at a bowl of fill in the blank again. Like I'm
0: mm, mm-mm,
3: had too much over the cereal way too late last night, not feeling so good. That's how I feel about this movie. Inherently. I love action movies. I, Bruce Willis is great. Damon Wayans was great in it. You know, I mean, it's, it's a shoot 'em up and I, okay. You know, I like other movies. Like, I mean, Commando, I was going, you know, Coco for Coco cook. What is that? serious? Coco for cookie, cr- no, cookie crazy for, for
1: coo- coo- Coco Puffs.
3: Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You said it, you know, I went for like that for Commando. But for some reason, this one, this movie, for me, lots of good stuff in there. But this kind of became that I'm going to have one more bowl of cereal and it's the one that's too much. And then suddenly mm, that didn't taste so good and I'm full and now I'm just going to lay down on the floor and promise that if I survive this, I'll never eat that much cereal again in my life. And that's kind of how I feel about the movie. It, it, like I said, there was lots of fun stuff in there. And, you know, I'd like to talk about, you know, Bruce Willis and the interplay with him and Damien Wayans and all. But then there was some stuff that it was just like, this just doesn't taste so good. And I mean, it for some reason, like the shoot 'em up and the violence, it just hit a little bit more like, yeah, this this was a little bit gratuitous. So that's my that's my long reference. And, you know, I get to talk about food, but it just feels like that one bowl of cereal too many. Not that it's bad. Mm-hmm. There's good stuff in there. So,
1: I'd like to point out that Pat really loves food. It's 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 like a it, it is a love story between Pat and food and, and in this case cereal and I just want everybody to know that <laughs> love means never having to say no to a bowl of Captain Crunch. Anyway.
0: <laughs> oh.
3: And it's going to be peanut butter Captain Crunch next time I do it. Yeah, it is. Heck
2: um, yeah. Now I want some.
1: Right. Um, no, I, 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 I completely agree with you. Like, there's the action scenes in the movie, you know, some of that stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. And then it just, it was kind of a, it felt to me, for some reason it felt to me very disjointed. Like I enjoyed the action scenes, but like the overall story, I kept having to, it was one of those movies where I kept having to remind myself, like, wait, okay, what's the story again? Like, why are these two guys together? Oh yeah. Cause his girlfriend died. Why is he involved again? And I, and yeah, maybe I was just having a stupid moment when I was watching this. Cause I'm, I'm usually pretty good about following movies and, and remembering what they're about once I've started them. But this one, I don't know. I just, I kept having to something about it. I kept having to just stop and remind myself. I'm like, okay, wait, why? What was? What were the bad guys doing again? Why were they? Okay, so it's the, all right, so they're trying to affect the, you know, some legislation related to the sports games, so that the, uh, ah, yeah, yeah, whatever, um, yeah. And in the action scenes, I was like, all right, that's a cool fight. All right, cool. That's yeah. car chase, explosions, good stuff. Um. And the funny thing is you, you have the moments in this one and that, that goes to one of our three questions later on um, like favorite movie where, you know, the hero has to go rescue their kid or something like that. Um, I watched this movie round about the same time and I had never seen it up until this point. I was kind of surprised. Um, I watched this within a day of also watching the first taken movie. Um. And I was like, huh? All right. Two very different movies. Um, taken Liam Neeson's best acting. No, but I watched the movie taken and it's simple. Like I know exactly what the movie is about. I I can, even if I'm distracted while watching it, I can follow. I know I'm hooked throughout the entire thing. I don't have to keep stopping and, and checking in with myself to make sure I remember what's going on in this movie. But for right. some reason, yeah. last boy scout, Kept having to just kind of stop and remind myself what was going on in this movie. Yeah, and and this always bugs me when this happens. Where did the title come from? Who who's the last boy scout? Like what? I I don't. Oh, he was-
2: he refers to Bruce
1: Willis as a boy scout a couple of times. Does he? Do- and when okay. he signs the
2: kid's card, he says to the daughter of the last boy scout.
1: Gotcha. Okay, I clearly missed those parts then. Well, they
2: weren't that prominent. I mean, it's yeah. it's an
1: odd title for sure. Yeah, and I kept trying to look uh, it up too. I was like, "What well, is just, just one of them? Like, is their nickname Boy Scout? Is one of them supposed to be like Goody Two Shoes?" Or yeah, I, because when I think of the word Boy Scout, I'm like, okay, it's like somebody trying to do the right thing and like trying to you know stay pure in the midst of you know, corruption and other things. And I was like, but neither one of these guys are. So who the heck is the last boy scout? And I thought he was supposed to be like, they'd
3: talk about it. Like, mm-hmm.
0: didn't
3: they say once, like, oh, you're quite a boy scout. Or he had done something. that. Yeah, was, I feel like there, there was some effort at trying to make Bruce Willis's character out to be the, you know, the boy f- the stereotypical movie boy scout. There was something, okay. there were a couple, it was
1: a couple lines, but it wasn't like a plot thread throughout. Okay. Well, cause un- unless they're saying it ironically, then that's also stupid. Right. I don't, Okay. I don't see, <laughs> I didn't see anything in the movie where he could even like, unless you're joking, unless you're being sarcastic, nothing about his character says anything about being a boy scout.
3: Right now. I, I hear what you're saying. I just remember it. Something came up to where they,
1: said oh look at what you did you know i i probably just i probably just missed those parts so bo we don't mean to be trashing the movie that you like
3: we're gonna come back we're gonna come back and say good things about it in a second but why don't you kick it off and tell us why you liked it
2: you know i think it's i talk about movies once in a while that just are something I remember enjoying when I was younger. And I think this is falls under that category. It was Bruce Willis at his prime, um, of sorts. Um, and it was, I was amused by it. And so when I watch it again, I'm like, Oh, this movie. Yeah, I remember this, you know, there's some blood, some guts, some death. um, and not too heavy a plot to go with it, but I'm okay with that. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a good popcorn movie. You know, it just, (laughs) it just happens. Um, And I think, you know, the, the lizard brain in me likes a little blood and guts and, and stuff. Um Bruce Willis, Damon Wayans, I enjoy I, I the Milo character has always amused me um just because he's such a prick yeah <laughs> um and so full of himself and then you know gets the crap kicked out of him which is nice right. um I think I'm trying to remember
3: Bruce Lee and Damon Wayans, like I think I said it before in a sec second before they had a really nice chemistry. Like it worked on screen It did.
2: for, for two guys that everything you read says they just hated each other. It's kind of amazing. Right. 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 And, you know, it makes a little sense. They were both kind of at their prime at that point. They're not exactly, you know, um, uh, similar styles either. Like you don't think of Damon Wayans and think action movie back then. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, since then he's done some more, like he did the, um, he did the lethal weapon TV show that was on <laughs> not too long ago. Um, mm-hmm. but back then it was, you know, it was, it was funny cause it was, it, A reversal As he goes forward, he does more action movies. And as Bruce Willis goes forward, he does more comedy. See, he keeps going back to Die Hard and whatnot. But, you know, you go back to a franchise. I don't think that counts. Um, Right. um, I think the I always enjoyed the scenes at the beginning with Bruce Willis and. Oh, gosh, I'm drawing a total blank on the actor's name. And I usually have the IMDb page up, so I don't screw this up. But his buddy who was sleeping with his wife. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that whole that whole thing, like head or gut, like they've obviously yeah. done this before for something else. Like
1: Yeah. Bruce McGill's the yeah. actor's name. Thank you. Daniel Simpson um, yeah. Day. Has no grade point average. <laughs> no grade point average. <laughs> All classes oh, incomplete. Man. <laughs> um well, and see, that's, that's a th- yeah. one of the things. So positives for me about this movie are, and I think this is a Shane black thing as the writer, the dialogue, like the, mm, yeah. the back and forth yeah. of the characters, the dialogue, like that, that whole thing's like head or gut, head or gut. Like you don't need to go into this whole big, long explanation as to, you know, I'm going to let you choose. I'm going to hit you in the face or I'm going to let you, I'm going to hit you. In the, it's just head or gut. And it's just, it's a creative way to get across to the, Hey, um, I'm going to do this in the, uh, macho, uh, eighties slash early nineties, you know, alpha male style. I'm going to punch you. And then we're going to get back to our business. And it's just it, real quick, three words, face or gut.
2: And it's an well, interesting way to show that these guys obviously know each other. Like mm-hmm.
1: this is not the first time. Right. hmm Right. Right. So I, that'll, that'll be one thing I'll throw back in there as a positive is I think Shane black is always really good at dialogue. And I think that this movie is, is no exception. Some
2: of the, some of the other stuff he's written, the dialogue's the strength too. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, it's fun listening to it. It's fun. Um, like I said, just seeing the actors kind of playing
1: their roles,
3: you know what I'm saying?
1: I think maybe what threw me off from the get-go with the movie was the opening scene, the football game and uh, Tybo yeah. Billy blanks uh, running down the football field, obviously not shooting blanks, um, but pulling out a gun and shooting the other piece as he's running down the field. And I think that was almost, that to me was almost too much right at the very beginning. I was yeah. like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> like, are we, are we, is this supposed to be some like alternate universe where absurd things like this happen or uh, yeah, I don't know. yeah. That, that was almost, that was almost too far. It was too unbelievable for me. Like even for a movie, if I'm lumping this in with like a lethal weapon or uh uh die hard or what's the other one of the other Shane blacks uh, long kiss goodnight um you know if i'm lumping it in with some of these other similar action movies i don't know that scene to me just that being right at the beginning of the movie right off the bat i'm just like wait what yeah and i think that it, might have thrown me off for the rest of the movie right
3: hard to suspend your disbelief after that
2: right yeah and they never did a good job of tying that into the story right Which makes it even more incongruous.
1: Yeah. Instead of having an extreme event like that happening, I think it would have been helpful to see, well, how many other professional football players do they have kind of like under their thumb? Mm -hmm. You know, is this widespread? Is this, is this just, you know, they, they get one player at a time or is this, well, they've got this guy, but they've also got four guys on the opposing team and they've got these guys over here and maybe like cutting between different games and showing you a, a montage of different players and how they're, you know, how they're manipulating them and, and that kind of stuff. But yeah, it just, it really threw me off.
3: Yeah, I agree with you. And, 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 and I agree with you that, uh, <laughs> yeah everything that you said and that's where the movie kind of like it it could have fallen into social commentary where okay we got to keep feeding the monster otherwise you know we'll all be out of a job was kind of the idea that the the owner was trying to put forth but nothing really proved that out in the movie you know um there was nothing to kind of support that claim they didn't go into it was just supposed to be lighthearted buddy cop right so they didn't go into okay well how are players being treated after they finish playing you know uh can they do you know what i'm saying like it didn't or it how how does the the, the how does the gambling thing really impact sports and you know you heard that and boy if we don't get better ratings football's going to go away and it's kind of like really yeah. you think football's going to go away do you uh-huh. Yeah. I But then I try to get back there cuz that was in and around the time where there was the strike, right? Strike was late late 80s, wasn't it? 87? Hmm. So it's closer rather yeah. than farther. So I mean, I guess right. say, so I guess you could say, you know, if you went through a strike where these aren't my players that are playing, I want to see my guys play, you know, kind of a thing that then this movie could maybe trigger that a little bit more
1: there was a uh, there was a 1987 nfl strike
3: yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but i mean so only four years before so you know people would still be those effects would still be in their mind when you have a movie where oh do you know what i'm saying where we're exploring Mm -hmm. this but again we're not exploring someone that's just getting injury after injury and then having to use like medicine or juicing to kind of stay in the game We've got, you know, we're dealing with, which would have been, you know, a little bit more of a real life and kind of compelling plot. We've got a guy running down the sidelines shooting people with a gun, which is something out of, I don't even know what it's out of, but it's just like, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. so for right now, that's all I got to say about that. Isn't that special?
1: yeah i guess there i guess there were a couple of things here and there um i want to say when he first when he first sits down next to when joe first down first sits down next to jimmy and he asked him something about his his pants he's like you know what's how much your pants cost he's like 650 650 650 dollars yeah he's like you wear them yeah they don't have like a TV in him or something. And he makes a comment. He's like, I'm very old. Um, I guess apparently that was supposed to have been an interaction between Danny Glover's between Murtaugh and a character. I don't know if it was his daughter. I want to say his daughter was supposed to have a dress that was like very expensive and, and looked to him, looked ridiculous. And they were supposed to have this exact cha- exact same interchange with each other. And it either got cut from that script or they just lifted it from there and dropped it into this movie or or what. But apparently that was one that it was in a lethal weapon script and got pulled out for this one. Huh. Interesting. Some of the other stuff I saw in this one, too, is this was actually the uh, the highest when Shane Black was paid for this script was the highest. Um, somebody had been paid for a script up to that point. Interesting. It was something like 1.75 million. Hmm. And when he did the first, when he wrote lethal weapon, and I I think that might've been his first script was lethal weapon. He got paid a quarter of a million for that that script. So just a few years later, here he is 1.75 million. Jeez.
3: That's crazy to think about. Mm
0: -hmm.
3: Well, I'm going to go ahead and say, just say this, uh, kind of get it out of the way, because like I said, I want to, I want to try and keep it in the positive. One of the other things I bumped on was when at towards the end, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans and his daughter are trying to get away and he wants to commandeer the guy's car. And he points the, he points his, his gun at his daughter's head and says, you don't surrender the car. She gets it you know, kind of a thing, which, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know how you guys react, but like when I see that, like now, especially with everything going on, I'm just like, Hey, let's just not do that. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Don't do that. Now maybe audiences 20 years ago or whatever, wouldn't even wouldn't would never even contemplate something like that happening, but maybe do you know what I'm saying? Like, and, but now I don't know, it's it just, I kind of bump on that and that, that kind of, that took me out of it a little bit. It was like, yeah, we, we
1: don't need to do that, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, that was, that was a little iffy for me too. I was like, Whoa, even if you're, uh, even if you're really careful, you're still yeah. pointing a loaded gun at your daughter's head. Yeah. I, <laughs> I mean, I and know you're was, already, I've, I've watched the rest of this movie. So you're not winning the father of the year awards. You know, nobody's getting you, nobody's getting you world's best dad on a coffee mug, but let's, yeah. let's not, let's not do that. Yeah.
3: So those were just some things that, some things that I kind of struggled with, Okay. but there was, but there was good in there.
1: There was still good in him. I can feel Mm it all right well before we go into three questions is there anything else we want to say about the last Boy Scout
2: maybe more of a product of its time than I realized okay
1: would you um, so sometimes we ask this question um, would you buy this movie on DVD Blu-ray digital would you buy a, uh, a physical copy of this one Pat, I'm going to guess your answer is a no. My answer is a no, but I wouldn't
3: put it beyond the realm of uh, like a rewatch. Yeah. You know, like once the initial stuff is, you know, and then there's like, okay, I know this is going to come up and I can just kind of like headcanon that scene out, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, and what's the movie. And like I said, there was some really good, really good sections to it, really good parts. So, You know, I want to focus on those. Yeah.
1: Me too. I I think this wouldn't be one I would buy, but yeah, at some point, if I just need to put something on, I wouldn't mind putting it back on again, give it another chance. Yeah. As we said last week with Bugsy, Mm -hmm. everybody everybody deserves a fresh start every once in a while. Everybody deserves a fresh start.
3: Why did he seemingly, at the very end, when his wife was there Mm -hmm. why did he hug her and then like say if there weren't these cops around i'd spit in your face like i don't get he was he mad at her like what was happening there
2: i think they were trying to show that weird complicated relationship the two of them had Mm -hmm. and uh, trying to capitalize on some diehard type stuff that just fell pretty flat.
3: Yeah. I see. Yeah. So it was a it was an attempt. Yeah. And not necessarily
1: a good one. Yeah. Bo, would you would you buy a physical copy of this one? Or do you have a physical copy? I don't. And I don't think I would.
2: Mm. I think it you know, this is it shows up randomly on TV on FX or something and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Um or you're, you know, in a Bruce Willis mood and you search Bruce Willis on Netflix and it pops up. I think it's more that type.
1: Okay. Fair enough, that makes sense. All right. It's time for three questions.
0: He asks each traveler five questions,
1: three questions. Three questions. Three questions. having listened to it i award you no points and may god have mercy on your soul all right the first of our three questions number one what is your favorite movie where the hero has to rescue their kid
2: this was a tough one there's a lot of these Mm -hmm. i just didn't really realize it um so I went, I went old school and I, I have uh, Willow and the secret of Nim. Mm.
1: Oh, nice. High on my list. I, I wasn't even thinking of Willow. That's a great one.
2: I also have a dark horse one, but I want to see if anyone says it first. Okay. Ooh,
1: John, why don't you go? Uh, well, like I said earlier, I actually just very recently watched taken for the first time. And, okay. uh, and, and I like that one. Like I hadn't seen it before Yeah. and, uh, um, yeah. it was, it was good stuff. And, um, you know, and, and one of those movies, like a, a very simple movie, like there's not a whole lot complicated to this, that the whole, the whole premise is pretty easy to follow. And I, I, I know what's going to happen here. Um, right. I, I can already tell you without knowing what his particular set of skills are. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with and Pat. I hope I'm not stealing your thunder with this one. Do so, it. So we'll find out. Do it. I think I'm gonna go commando. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's a. I think old gonna, oh, choice. Oh, you know what? I just thought of another one. Uh oh. I might stick with commando. Okay. Okay, I may stick with Commando, but there's another really good one, and I remember watching this in the theater and really enjoying it at the time. Um, But I'm going to let you do yours, Pat, and then we'll come back. We'll find out what Bo's Dark Horse is, and we'll see if we'll see if mine's in there too.
3: Okay, I I'm going to go with Logan. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. And I think like because you know he had to get all those kids through, which included, and I looked it up to make sure because I was having a hard time remembering. They say that. the girl was his biological daughter. Mm-hmm. If I got that right. And I wasn't she a clone. I thought she was a clone too. you know what? I, okay. So let me back up. I All put right. the cart before the horse. I tried to remember whether she was a clone or whether she was a, like an actual, you know, his biological daughter, but they just used some of his DNA or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. What I saw, I thought it said that like, she was not a clone, but I, I don't know. I could be way off on that. And I, and I think they said the movie is different than the comic slightly, but you know, I don't know that. I don't know. So I will gladly defer that choice. If that one is, uh, you know, not, not strictly speaking legal, But I guess that would be my favorite
2: one. Okay. Yeah.
1: All right. Makes, Bo, what, makes sense to me. Well, what was your, uh, what was your runner up?
2: True lies. Oh, uh, that's a good one. I had just stumbled upon it this weekend and I was like,
1: Hmm. Yes, I think so. Cool. What about you, John? Uh, Mine was Ransom. Oh, yeah. Because I remember seeing that in the theater when it came out. Um, Mm. That was the one with Gary Sinise and um, Mel Gibson. And I really enjoyed it. And I think I want to say I watched it a few more times uh, after it came out on video. But now that was that was a good one, too. Cool. I'd have to say. uh, Why did I just.
3: I just like drew a complete blank of what I was just going to say. Like the words just went and it just left <laughs> my mouth and it just burned out. If I think of it, I'll come back to it.
1: They left as silently as it came. Yes. Okay. All right, if you think about it. Yeah. Well, let me think about it. Okay. All right. I'll uh, try to come back. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, question number two, favorite movie written by Shane Black. <laughs> So I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to say Lethal Weapon because mm-hmm. I was looking at the list of the yeah. other ones he wrote and I, there are, while I enjoyed most of it, I, there were some other issues I had with Iron Man three. Otherwise mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that one too. Um, but I don't yeah, know. I had those two. <sighs> mine was, mine was kind of a toss up between the monster squad and Lethal Weapon. Mm-hmm.
3: I was going to, not that we, you know, we've got to wait, you know, a few more years before we can do Iron Man three. I'm curious because I'm in the midst of a, like a Marvel Mm rewatch, you know what I'm saying? And that was exactly what my thought. It was like, oh yeah, lethal weapon. Okay. Oh, Iron Man three, which I enjoyed. I mean, I don't Mm -hmm. know if I would, I don't think I would put that in place of lethal weapon. What was, did you, the Iron Man three, was it just kind of the adaptation from comic books, some of the things that he did, or was it? writing base that you didn't kind of bumped on with the movie or
1: I'm curious what part of it was the twist related to the villain.
3: Okay. Or who you thought okay. was the
1: villain. Gotcha.
3: Okay. I get what you're saying. Trevor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Trevor, Yes. Which, which is, is funny. And, and that's, you know, if I, if I didn't know the comics, I would have been like, okay, well, that's weird, but that's kind of funny. Uh, watching the movie, I was like, oh, all right. So they're going to go that route. And then when they pull it and go that other direction, I was like, oh, uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's disappointing because that's a great actor. And I, I would have thought he'd be, you know, great to play that part. And so I it just, it threw me off a little bit and. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah.
3: We got done in, in the interim with our recording. We were talking about all time great villains mm-hmm. and it's like, you take a, a powerful villain, which you really need, you know, as, as the person to love to hate And when you take that away or minimize it. Yeah. All right. I might, I might just, I might just go with the, the, the trifecta and just say lethal weapon. I think that was, it's hard to fault that movie. I mean, that's, it's pretty great.
1: Yeah. I, I, but yeah, I definitely had to include, had to include Monster Squad in there just as a, as a yeah. runner up too. Yeah, Cause that was, I loved that movie as a kid. And then when I, when I rewatched it, well, we did it for the podcast. Uh, what four years ago now? Jeez, yeah, four years ago now. Um, and rewatched it and it was like, no, this movie's still great. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. All right. Question number three. Final question here. Uh, were you ever in a group similar to the Boy Scouts? Were you ever in a scouting yeah, organization? The Boy Scouts. You were in the Boy Scouts? Okay. Yeah, same here. I was... Yep. I was not. Yeah. I never never did that. At, at one point in time, I, I think I kind of wanted to, but I don't remember why my parents didn't sign me up for it. And... I know my sister did um what was like the younger version of the girl scouts brownies brownies mm-hmm. yep yeah i know my sister did that for a while and i i feel like i wanted to do boy scouts but i didn't i don't know why they wouldn't have signed me up for it just super smart parents maybe they maybe they knew something yeah yeah i don't know no 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 i i feel like the i feel like the closest i got was um we did, when I was in England and I was at the school there, it was at the British school, it was a British all boys school. There were like a whole bunch of, uh, after school extracurricular clubs that you could do. And I kind of feel like some of those had a, a very boy Scouts kind of feel to them. Okay, You know, we'd, we'd go out, you know, you'd go out and you'd, yeah, not necessarily like earning badges, but it was kind of, it was similar to that. Like we had one, badges. After, badges? <laughs> I mean those stinking badges um but like you you do all kinds of different stuff like you'd learn different skills you'd you know some of it had some like a, a little bit of a, like a serviced kind of thing built into it so i think it was about the closest i ever got cool do you have a favorite memory or a favorite activity that you did when you were each in the boy scouts
2: You know it's funny because i because as i have gotten older i have less and less of a desire to do things like this but i used to love campouts okay Mm -hmm. now what i don't know is do i not like it now because i'm just old and i need my soft bed or do i not like it now because i'm old and i don't want to be the one in charge of starting the fire and all that stuff but just in general like the concept of the camp out was a blast like the whole thing the campfire the jiffy pop the hot dogs the god they taught us and i wish i remembered how to do this my brother was bigger into it than i was so he'd remember because this kind of thing he'd remember (laughs) um they i mean they taught you how to cook and on a campfire like a real meal, like you wrap it in foil. And like, they taught you, it was cool stuff. Mm-hmm. You look back on it. You're like, you know, I probably could have gotten more out of that. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. There's a, there was a great line in a show I've been watching and, um, and he goes, you know, they say your youth is wasted on the young. Well, I say, don't let the wisdom of age be wasted on you. <laughs> huh. Nice. Yeah. So That's kind of where I'm at with that
3: experience. Yeah. I I'd say the camp outs too, you know, I mean, just partner up with a best friend, you know, the tent hanging out and talking about whatever, you know, all night, like you said, the campfires and, and you know, when the food was good, boy, my gosh, that just tasted fantastic. You know, especially if your tent blew down in the rain and it's like, you know, and you got to go out and like put the tent back up and then you get up, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Um, getting a good night's sleep or, you know, it's getting a little chilly or a little uh, dampness in the air and all that. And man, those, like you said, the foil dinners or whatever those things had, that it had hit yeah, the spot. And that was some good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. It's kind of impressive when you think about it. Like, yeah, yeah. So anyways, I guess those would be my memories. Pretty similar to what,
1: you know, what Bo was saying. Nice. All right. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode. It's going to do it for the last Boy Scout. Uh, If you want to find out more about our show or head up our other episodes, we are at 30podcast.com, at 30podcast on a lot of the different uh, social media spots. Uh, We have a voicemail line. If you want to just go to our website, there is a little voicemail button when you load up our website, um, and that will take you right to a spot where you can record a voicemail message for us. Don't forget to check out our sponsor and the rest of the other podcasts in the Scene Stealers Podcast Network by heading over to SceneStealersGlobal.com. Our next episodes: we finish out the month of May with Point Break, and then in yes. June we got Ricochet, JFK, Naked Gun Two and a Half, Hot Shots, Toy Soldiers. Our Patreon exclusive is the Guns of Navarone from 1961. Uh, July, we have King Ralph, the commitments, Robin hood, Prince of thieves and hook our, uh, Patreon episode for July is the book review of the Heir to the empire Thrawn trilogy. And then we've got coming up in August. Uh, not sure yet on what our Patreon is going to be for August, but our episodes are going to be Terminator two judgment day, Bill and Ted's bogus journey, star Trek six, the undiscovered country and suburban commando. So we have got some really good stuff coming up over the next uh, few months or so over the summertime. Like it's it's kind of weird to realize it's already almost summertime. <sighs> yeah, that's just it's, nutty. It's just time is going fast. And and summertime may need to get here really fast. Yes. <laughs> just saying. <Gee>. Just saying.
3: <laughs> summertime, summertime, some, summer, summertime, summertime, summertime.
2: There you go.
1: Ooh,
3: ooh, ooh. Boom,
0: boom,
1: boom. Pat Canigalo, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey we'll be here all night. He'll, he'll be here yeah, all night, that's, eating that's, cereal and watching, uh, and probably watching uh, the Matrix movies. Or yeah,
3: yeah. That that was cringeworthy. That that's that okay. was cringeworthy. That I gotta I gotta lean into it more. I can't I can't be bashful if you're good summertime, sometimes right. summertime some some sum, summertime 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 some sum, summertime 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 some summertime, sum, sum, summertime summertime ooh, ooh, boom, boom, boom. there you go you just gotta belt it yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta yeah. be confident you gotta lean into it go and go with gusto I, yes yeah go with gusto, my friends yeah. go with gusto
1: go with gusto especially when you get sucked up into that pipe in the chocolate river stay thirsty my friends stay thirsty my friends all right everybody bo pat thanks for being here
2: <laughs> john thank you john, thank for you.
1: getting us together as always yeah always awesome. fun always fun to talk movies with you guys um so in the meantime everybody else you'd be excellent to each other go watch some good movies and we'll see you back here next time bye now